something I feel it let us all mm. acknowledge that the underpaid producer is yeah. here tonight first of all and second yeah, of all, right is uh is in a decorated dungeon I don't know yes. what's going on there I'm waiting <laughs> to have my identity cleared uh <laughs> it's just a wait there's a some weird bald guy in the same room as me but they gave me a computer, so they, they said I can still do my podcast. It's up to me. It's winter here. I don't know how that happened. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the show, guys, tonight. Uh, not because we couldn't think of anything to talk about at all. That's definitely not the reason for this no. show. Not even close. But because this it's not is like part I made of the thumbnail like five minutes before we went. This live. is part of our brilliant podcasting strategy <laughs> to have what we're calling topic roulette. That is what I call this, right? Or did I title it something weird? Topic roulette night. Topic roulette night. Okay, great. It's two queens on topic roulette night around here. <laughs> That's the plan. <laughs> Wait, <what>? <laughs> <laughs> I think. Wait, who's? Uh, I don't know. Get out. <laughs> anyway, get out. We, One uh, top, two queens. <laughs> ugh, ugh, ah, <laughs> gross. I'm Man. not involved. I'm in my dungeon. I'm not anywhere. Gross. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how we're gonna top last week's Dave's tech debacles. Good but lord. We should. Uh, we should. It be would okay. be even better if like that was our. Our highest ranked podcast. <laughs> the show the show didn't underperform. It didn't That's necessarily true. like outperform, but it, it, no. it didn't do too bad. Is is the normal? I didn't tell you that amount. we got a million downloads on <laughs> that. Episode. That's why Tucker wanted us as an interview. Yeah, uh, I mean, Joe Rogan was reaching out. I just wasn't worth it. No, no, because he's our <laughs> arch enemy. Yeah, we can't go. We we're not ready to mend that fence. No way, no way. Still too painful. Not after Thailand. <laughs> All right, so we are going to do a, a topic roulette. Here's the deal: we don't want to like a lot of times it would be like oh Q and A, but I actually want to. I've really enjoyed the last couple of episodes where we go a little bit. Uh, more into a specific topic and kind of give our perspectives and and chat that through. And so definitely looking for topics that you would like to hear our take or our opinion or our thoughts on. Could be something we've talked about before, but even better would be something you've never heard us really talk about um, and our, our perspectives on that. So you can just drop those things in the comments. We're going to do a little bit of life catch up here. But in the comments, if you're like, oh, you know what would be really cool to hear you guys talk about? Maybe drop it in there. The UPP, if he's doing his job, will mark those down. And I'll try my best. We'll come back. We'll come back there to some, some At some point, I'm going to be getting spaghetti and meatballs while I'm on this podcast. So, wait, like, <sighs> Chef Boyardee. It, it's getting door dashed. It's being delivered from my wife to the dungeon. <laughs> she's making it or she's picking it up? She's making it. Wow. Man. Dang. Right. Yeah. Now yeah. you finally got her locked in where she needs to be. This is a good day. <laughs> Dialed in, baby. 
Yeah, you yep. you really getting this dialed in now. I figured it out. It you were on a podcast with the boys, and she's making you dinner and bringing it to you. It's pretty awesome. On the show. <laughs> it doesn't get much better than that. Man. <laughs> yeah. It's okay. You know what? Your going. wife has done that for us. Uh, she, I think, what was it? What did she, we, it, this is when we actually were podcasting live <clears throat> down river and, uh, oh, like in person. Yeah. I forgot. She brought some stuff. I forgot what it was. It was something delicious though. Probably enchiladas. Oh yeah. That's what, that's what it was. Amazing. Yeah. So not even at home. She drove it. Nice. Yeah. yeah she I'm did not there too. yet. I'm not there yet. <laughs> You'll I get still there. don't understand how we fit into that sardine can. But we did it. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I know, right? Speaking of DoorDash, Elijah, you you DoorDashed a All right, grill so listen, to your office today. I'm on a diet right now, and I left for work at like 5.20, 5.30, somewhere in there this morning. And I got to my office, and I realized that I would forgotten my power smoothie. Yep. I'm trying to get that body back. And I got to my office and I was like, oh, man, I I don't want to drive home and go get and I can't go eat food like out somewhere. So I door dashed a grill and it's like a portable camping grill and a little thing of propane, like one of those small bottles. And I also got some steaks. So I made steak. On a grill that I got from DoorDash. How do you not already have like a grill, or just you just didn't have one at my like, office? Okay, now you have one at your office. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. All right. <laughs> <laughs> How big of a grill did you get? You could put probably five steaks on there. It's a tape like a tabletop, but it has legs and wheels. Okay. So like, how you big can is fold this it grill? Up. It's like. That's a, I mean that's a pretty good size, man. I, I was, was thinking only hundred and forty dollars. Wait, you spent a hundred and forty dollars on a grill to make lunch I at sp- work today? I split it with somebody else at the office. Who? Jim. <laughs> what if he's like my wife? <laughs> <laughs> and he, but hmm. he said he, he was like, you know, that sounds awesome because now we can just bring meats in and cook them. Before we do our podcast, Elijah's going to be like walking sweet. into the office. Who wants meat? It's what's for lunch. Who wants my yeah. meat? Hey, Will Cray. Yeah. It, it I is do, Elijah. I want your man meat. If you have a grill before you're 30, you're a communist. Well, I have four. So what does that make me? Man, this is a rough crowd tonight. Why? I don't know, man. I just feel like it's a rough crowd, bro. <laughs> <laughs> what are you, like a, a Hawaiian surfer? I feel like it's a rough crowd, bro. <laughs> all these howlies out here got me like all down. Please stop. Please. <laughs> just looking for the perfect curl, man. <laughs> it's gnarly out there. <laughs> oh, my God. Did you bring your wax, bro? <laughs> Fins up, bruh. <laughs> I don't know. Wait, it should be fins down, shouldn't it? Yeah, yeah, probably. Yeah. No, nope, I've never surfed. I've never surfed mic. before. So Get I don't, impaled. Oh. I'm not exactly certain on uh, 
on the specifics of surfing, <laughs> other than the fact that I guarantee, anymore. I guarantee I would not last at all trying to oh, even no. stand up. There, I, I wouldn't be able to stand hey, up man, in I no way. I did ways. pretty good at the water park one. That's all I have to say. I got like almost the last trick. What is the? I didn't You're know there was like, like a Kalahari. Choreog- yeah. Is there a choreography? Like you have. They like make a, you do like different sequence of tricks. tricks. Like you know, you know, like those surfing machines, right? Where yeah. it's like the water yeah. keeps getting. I, I actually have done that and done pretty well. I did pretty dang good, man. I was like spinning around and stuff. I did awesome. You weren't spinning around, not on your feet. You not were not. I was. You were not. That when has to be a lie. You I don't believe there. I don't need to be there. I'm aware yes. of your athletic abilities. Nobody would do was that. There. I'm yeah. All I have to say is is that All I'm I say is nobody in this room saw it. So I'm basically it a happened in the Niagara Falls area. Surfer. <laughs> My instructor was George Glass. <laughs> no. Yeah. <laughs> There's no way. Now, That's if you incredible. bodyboarded it, right, like where they start you out where you're holding on and then do tricks while you're on your stomach, I can believe you spun I around. I did that. I got. I do I, not okay. believe All right. that you were facing waves in this man-made thing on your feet, unassisted, and spun around in a circle. That did not happen. I did that on my knees, though. Oh, gosh. Here we go. There See, it's go. already downgraded on my <laughs> knees. Here we go. Yep. Oh, my God. And it was I'm just on a so video used to game. Being in that position, you know, ah, second nature <laughs> for me, really. Good lord! Oh gosh, gross, man. <laughs> oh, my friend. Ugh, my ex. I'm waiting on people to my ex son. I'm talking about praying, guys. Come on, man. Jeez. Oh, <laughs> Oopsie. I. Uh, oops. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Praying to the false god of schlong. <laughs> <laughs> Let me see your idol. <laughs> gross. All right. It's so gross. It's so gross. And then all of a sudden, other things started popping in my head. I'm like, and then I could say this. I'm like, no, no, no you can't. No, you can't. Oh, oh man. All right. Uh, what's been going on in your world, Dave? Nothing. Just work. Honestly, this it's been been very, very, very busy. I gotta say, I don't feel like. Um, do you need to go see somebody with, uh, you know, how cops need to go sometimes see the shrink, get some things off their chest is the security, is the security pre-responding getting to you? Is there some, some issues that you need to get resolved? I feel like it's been weighing you down, man. It's, uh, well, let me tell you, I, I am, I am busier now than I, than I was when I was a police officer. Oh, gross. I know, right? That sounds that, that terrible. Well, you know, I well, you've heard my phone go off. It just it doesn't care when it when it does. So it's uh yeah, I've been very, very busy. How about you? Um Yeah, my life is boring right now. <laughs> I I am in At your advanced age, that's not a bad thing, Mike. I guess not. It's better than being chained to my yellow police light or security light. I'm sorry. Exactly. It's an I am in the midst. Amber. Yeah, you're right. I apologize. <laughs> I am in the midst of getting my mortgage license. And if you have ever wow, wondered. Boring. If the, I don't want to listen oh, to this anymore. It's so boring. But the, <laughs> the revelation of just how deep the 
micromanagement and bloating of the federal government is, oh, yeah. all you have to do is take your mortgage course. And in that course, you will learn uh, there's so many regulations and titles and uh, organizations and bureaus and enforcement arms and government entities and non-government backed uh, non-government entities backed by the government some not backed by the government all in this twisted world of mortgages it is nuts so dude that's that just sounds horrible because i know that you've actually said some stuff like um there's a lot of not maybe not a lot but you did say there's definitely contradictions in reading one thing to the next yes so it's wild man this is uh, this is interesting because one act as it were the equal equal credit opportunities act requires that you cannot discriminate based on age race gender national national origin religion the 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 usual right the laundry list of things you can't discriminate against right right good because i'd be a na- i'd be a, a a national target with what you're just saying that's true <laughs> a <know>. national target <laughs> that's right <laughs> um I, oh gosh i can't make this the mortgage show but paul w mortgage guys make a lot of money off us little people that's oh gosh that's kind of not true uh, there's there's definitely banks that make a lot of money off of you, <laughs> lenders. Oh my um, the, god! Yeah. The actual mortgage people, eh, nah. not so much. Okay, so anyway, so under the Equal Credit Opportunities Act, oh my gosh, you're gonna find this interesting in the end, Surfer Boy. All I'm saying is I did tricks on my knees. <laughs> <laughs> knees McGee. That's what we're gonna start calling it. <laughs> knees McGee. <laughs> um. Yeah. His Indian name is Red Knees. Evil, ca- evil Knievel. All right. Oh, God. <laughs> Elijah Knievel. You cannot discriminate. <laughs> Let me get back to my point. Equal credit opportunity. I cannot discriminate against you. So you come to me and you're like uh, an Asian lady. And I'm like, man, not only can you not drive, but you also shouldn't get a loan because I don't like you. I can't. I can't turn you down for that. However... Red niece, what what is what is this? Who wrote that? What is this? Me. Oh, I don't even understand it. Okay, it's the branding. It's our names that we put in. Oh, I got you. But there's another one called the Home Mortgage Disclosure Act that requires that even if somebody doesn't voluntarily put their age, race, and gender in, you have to fill it in. If they refuse. You have to fill it in based on your visual observations of the people or perceptions of their last name. The last (laughs) one is the the kicker. (laughs) So both of these are law, right? So like you can't discriminate, but but if they don't want to be – if they don't check the box to finish their application, you have to guess based on their name or what they look like. So explain this to me. My mind is blown. Now I understand the reasoning behind it, but the it doesn't it doesn't make it any better. That oh you gosh. can't discriminate, but if you get a chance to just stereotype, <laughs> go ahead. 
We really want to know. Like, what? Wow. That's amazing. Good for you guys. So that's been my life, is dealing with the absurdity that is the world of mortgages, which, honestly, is one of the reasons that I'm doing it, because I get really, really sick of dealing with, like, the red tape of lending, and I'm I'm yeah. honestly trying to, like, bring better solutions to clients. I'm trying to, like, cut out the nonsense that a lot of times they feel like they have to deal with, and... Yeah, yeah. Make the make the process better for my clients is is yeah. When I'm ready to move into a new uh, trailer, um, oh god, not this again. (laughs) Doc on it. Good lord. (laughs) (sighs) All right, what kind of topics does uh, has anybody tossed out at all? I've I've starred anything that's interesting. I got you. Okay, well let's start. Let's start with someone. The car wash channel of Northern PA in Ohio. They have been a, a longtime follower. They have super chatted. They have supported. So we're going we're gonna to go with what they ask, whether we like it or not. So his topic is policing with everything that's been going on. Uh, how is policing different now? I guess we would need to, to probably understand now versus when. I guess we could talk about now versus when we started. Dave, you started a lot earlier than I did. Right. Um, so I guess we could we could talk about that, what our experiences are with that, where we think it's headed now. Yeah, I actually um, I actually bring this up sometimes because uh, you know, after the Floyd thing, it was like this very depressive um, kind of like time period for policing, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, we went from heroes to zeros in a matter of uh, two months because of of covid right so covid happens and then george floyd happened and i mean we were like oh hey the you know uh, first responders will say um and then all of a sudden george floyd happened and it was like maybe it wouldn't have hit so hard had uh george floyd not happened or or it probably would not have hit so hard had covid not been such a thing that kind of like celebrated uh, first responders and their kind of their duty to um, to continue doing the things that people no longer had to do. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Um, a lot of people didn't have to work anymore. We, you know, going into work every single day, you actually saw the change in uh, in the community where I think a lot of people, because a lot of people are still working from home from that uh, from that pandemic or whatever you want to call it. And I don't think they saw until they went out, like finally go out like six months, eight months, a, a year later and realize, and all they really realize is that, um, oh man, I just can't get good service <clears throat> anymore at the restaurants or, or whatever. But it was a dark time for policing, right? <clears throat> and then that I was asked that question, hey, what do you, like, is this as bad as it gets? And I, I had to think about it because I think that, yes, we had reached um, a, a low, um, kind of unlike unlike I have ever experienced because I started in the late 90s. Um, but with all of these kind of ups and downs, there is always an up again. Uh, however, I did not experience that uh, until, until, I mean, I retired but the only reason I experienced the up is because I went to the detective bureau and that had nothing to do with how society viewed police 
officers and policing in general as the whole, you know, Black Lives Matter thing. And then, you know, there's the fighting, you know, Blue Lives Matter and all that. And I just thought, man, this it, in the end. Yeah, I think that the times have changed uh, for policing, uh, not in I don't think in, a, in, in for the better at all. Uh, I think now people, uh, very qualified people don't want to be police officers anymore. Mm -hmm. uh, they've, uh, we, we've talked about that too. And not just the idea that you could lose your job from something someone else does and just be in the general vicinity. Uh, yeah. but the idea of, of the career in law enforcement has gone away to an hourly wage position. Uh, and so trying to fill the, you know, the seats, you know, the policing quote, policing seats has become extremely difficult. And I did see a decline in the competency and i'll just say it for you know and it's not every young new officer but i did see a decline in quality uh so i mean what do you think i mean especially since the the 90s and the 2000s for us it was very strong police it was it was very uh you know it was kind of kicking off away uh, or or into the community policing thing like there was technology uh in in the 90s late 90s and all through the 2000s uh, with policing, there was money being thrown at law enforcement uh, in those days. And uh, and sometimes you would, we would think, oh, not for the better, because there was like in the introduction. I mean, I was there for the introduction of in-car cameras, you know, mm -hmm. where they had VHS tapes and that <laughs> it lasted like 30 minutes. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Um, yeah. So. Uh, where the size the of the camera was like literally like a camcorder in the yeah in it, the was. it was they yeah. were really large and then uh you know then moved to like the dvds and i mean obviously everything's on the cloud now uh and very different now you have body cams which i um i wore a body cam probably twice before i retired you know because i said i went back to, i went to db and i know all, all my buddies over there uh are are wearing them now but yeah yes i think that there is a big difference now um and I hate to say, I hate sounding like that because I sound like just the old guy who's like, things are different in my day. Back in I just my think day. that, yeah. And I, but I, I can honestly say, like, I can point to a certain things that, that kind of helped with that. And I mean, helped or not helped, whatever you want to call that. Uh, it, I can't just go, you know, because, you know, like, like my dad would be like, that's just not how things were done back in the day. But he could, he would never be able to like give you this accurate, like, hey, this is, these are the moments. Yes. These are the monumental mm -hmm. moments that change policing. Yep. I think maybe forever. Who knows? You know? So what do you think? All I know is, is that ever since 2020, I've flipped off every cop I've ever seen. <laughs> and so I'm doing my part. You. Uh, yeah, that's it. Especially if they, had, if, if they enforced unconstitutional mandates, then I, I would flip them off anyway. Oh, my God. So ridiculous. And we talked about those, too. I mean, yeah, for sure. Good Lord. I would say I, I agree with you. I think that there's, like, key moments. Probably what, what year? I, I cannot remember the year that a Rodney King incident happened in L.A. Do you remember when that happened? Oh, my God. Was it eight? It was in the 90s. I was going to say it'd be earlier 90s, right? 92, 93, maybe? March 1991. So okay. very early 90s. So yeah. I remember as a, as a high schooler seeing that unfold. And maybe that, that and Malice Green would have been the two, I, I would call them watershed 
type cases or situations that were prevalent in the media. Um, so I took note of that at least, but I, I was fortunate, I guess I, I was, I was always sort of enamored by police officers. I always viewed them yeah. as someone high in the, in the culture of the community, right? Like yeah, I always just had the utmost respect for police officers. I just remember from, from as young as I can remember, I was always just like, man, that's so cool. Their, their job. And then getting to know some in late high school into college, that was only reinforced. The The people that I was fortunate to be around uh, inspired me or I felt like were good examples of cops as far as I knew. Um, it was a it was a good experience. So I then again, I didn't know what I didn't know, but I had friends that were in law enforcement, family in law enforcement, and when I started, I think we were pretty far removed from any like major, I think there was a long window of, I guess, relative, relative lack of major incidents that shook up the world, like a Malice Green or a, or a Rodney King. I could be wrong, but for whatever reason, I remember those, but I don't, I don't have anything post that up until I became a cop. I, there was nothing that stands in, in my mind. Then I became a cop. And of course, there was like the back in my day. I went, I started out at a very old school uh, department, not super friendly, <laughs> you know, like really kind of like be, be hard ass on you and FTO, that kind of a thing. Right. So I was, I, I'm glad for that. It's fine. Um, but then it was 2014, right? Was that the Michael Brown shooting in Ferguson? And Man, was it 2014? Uh, yeah, nine I think years I ago. think it was 2014. It might be 2015. Let's see, Michael Brown. Michael Brown. It's 2014. Boom, August 2014. Yeah. Wow. So I remember thinking because I had been in law enforcement for let's see, for five five ish years at that point, right? So then I'm watching on TV this this coverage being very different than what Malice Green or Rodney King was. I, I just, it just stuck out to me. I'm like, they're just lying. <laughs> like the media is lying about this. There's, there's right. a bias here. Now, I don't know if they did or didn't during Malice Green or Rodney King. I don't know. But I know that they were lying then because I, now it was making sense, right? Because this is my experience. I'm like, I'm looking at the facts of this case as we understood at the time. I'm like, yeah, they're just making shit up. This isn't even real. And so that to me was, I don't know, a key moment where I think really started to create a divide, like pro-law enforcement or anti-law enforcement, right? Like you either raised the thin blue line flag or you thought it was racist. You know, like it was like this beginning, uh, the beginning of what I think culminated in 2020, right? From 2014 yeah. to 2020, it was like now every single possible incident was just boom. It was in the news. It was here. It was there. It was everywhere. And then, yeah, I agree with you. The The George Floyd situation combined with probably the pandemic. There was another one that I felt like um, was 
really important. And I always forget the the name of the guy that got shot. Um, who was it? I'm looking it up right now. Oh, Rayshard Brooks. That's right. Okay, down in Atlanta, the the drunk guy in the Wendy's parking lot. Yeah, yeah. The, and, yes. And then I saw a, a cop get unjustly fired immediately in the wake of that. And so that's when everything started shifting. And now I think smart cops that can get out are getting out. And good people who would otherwise be like I was and always been had been impressed and enamored with the profession and wanting to fill those shoes and wanting to step into that role, wanting to be the person that they had looked up to. They're just like, it's not worth it, right? Like it's, it's just not, not worth it because I know that a department, uh, a prosecutor, even the people in a lot of cases just aren't going to have my back and it's just not worth the stress. <laughs> so we're seeing, I've been, t I told people for a long time, you're going to end up with corrupt cops or bad or just lazy, bad yeah, cops. Yeah, yeah. I think that um, you bring up a good point. I feel like there's almost like this perfect um, mix of ingredients to create this weird uh, <laughs> policing cake uh, where you talk about <laughs> mm, uh, cake. It, it does sound good. Oh, my God. My supervisor phone's going off. Um, where <laughs> phone. I know, man. I know he just called twice, too. Where. Um, when what you're talking about is kind of like the availability of like uh, of cameras, social media, um, the exchange of information very quickly, uh, where before it wasn't quite like that. Right. Like you just said, uh, you know, Malice Green was never even recorded. That was 1992 mm -hmm. uh, before anybody had. So, but however, the Ronnie King uh, deal was in 91 and that was with a camcorder. Mm -hmm. And so uh, but now the way you can record, you know, at some point you just be able to record from your watch. You know what I mean? Like it's just getting from your easy. You just tell yeah, your I mean, brain to start recording. Yeah. It's going to get that. It will become that easy, um, but it's already easy now. And, uh, and with that, it's, I think people are now, or, or I think media outlets are now realizing how easy it is to punch, uh, punch on police team, policing and the police departments uh, and how easy it is to just, put out a blame despite you being right or wrong or anything else. It's easy to, it's easier to throw a 14 second clip on the news and hype it up as this horrible thing. And you don't even have to apologize for it later. If it comes back to bite you, if there's no repercussions, so it's, it's easy media. It's, it's lazy media to me. Um, but it's easy media for them. It's, it's easy clickbait it's easy you know people are going to watch that stuff they want to see it then they want people want to be uh they want to feel some kind of emotion uh whether it's people who love the police support the police being up in arms at how could they do this to the police uh, where's the rest of this to the people who are like did you see what that police officer did to that that person mm -hmm. they just wanted they just want that emotional uh lift you know and so it's so easy now it's and it's probably only going to get worse again police are the the easiest punching bags around i would i would have thought that politicians are the easiest punching bags around <laughs> look at joe biden he you is an, a a walking a shuffling punching bag for just like wow like i can't believe this is happening in front of me you a know? literal bag of bones is running yeah, around giving us sound insane. bites every day 
but it's easy. It's lazy. It's lazy media. And we, it's been like that for a while. It is getting worse. And I think you're right. And I think that's kind of where the turn started happening, uh, or at least in that general vicinity. Uh, with how easy it is to just throw something up on the, on the screen. Uh, yeah, get, get I a think really, that that's, uh, that's a really good point. You know, let's think even even think about, I, I don't know what it would have taken to make national news in the 40s or 50s, for example, right? I, I have no idea. I, I really, truly have never looked into what made the news and what did it back then. Well, I think a big thing now is just uh, revenue from ads. Mm-hmm. I think that shifted a lot in media. Yeah, was just money, right? But you would need a, a good headline for the national news, right? To be on Walter Cronkite, you know, or something like that. Out of all news stories everywhere, it better be a big deal to be there, probably, right? And there was there was tons of things that would happen in one town that three towns over would never ever know about never knew it existed because it just there was there was no there was no market for it right but now the speed of information has rapidly turned everyone into their own <laughs> news source right a pundit <clears throat> talking heads yeah that can flash flash in a pan and the ability to you know to go viral as it were regardless yeah. of of fact or fiction and that's that definitely has to have an impact that perpetuates things good and bad well i it, it, this is a perfect example and this <laughs> if you're not from michigan this i don't know if this made national news so in the detroit police department there was a a teenager i'm going to say 17 18 years old uh had a run in with the with dpd and uh, the news came out when it, that this kid had been shot in the head, back of the head, or whatever. Um, and immediately, there were not riots in the streets, but there was uh, a kind of a, there was a few large crowds gathering in the inner city. Uh, and it was very interesting because I'm watching all of this unfold as this information is coming out. Uh, I see immediately i'm watching the news and there's like all these these citizens are up in arms that they, they shot a child in the back of the head blah, blah blah they're up in arms and there's like detroit police is there trying to do crowd control it's starting to get a little bit goofy the other channel that i was watching i don't remember which one either two four or seven whatever it was uh is having the the chief of police the detroit's chief of police on at that moment while they're showing this whatever uprising, which is not really an yeah. uprising, but you know, crowd <clears throat> in a like in a conference setting, saying there is some false information coming out. We don't normally do this, but we're going to show you some body cam footage, and it showed this dude pulling out a gun, and I think he may have even popped a shot off at the police. Like it was all like right there on the sidewalk. I mean, it happened like five feet. You know, and mm-hmm. this officer almost was almost killed. He got, like, I think the shot it went right by his head or something. So he, they shot this this kid in the head. Yeah. And he fell. Boom. He falls to the ground. And I was just thinking, I'm like, good Lord, we could have even wait. Like now Detroit is even kind of putting themselves out there. Uh, I mean, this is, this had happened like a, a couple hours 
you know, before, and all of a sudden they're already in conference and they're trying to, and they're putting this news out because they knew it was going to be a big deal. You know, it's just social media or media. I should, let's just say media in general, just plain fucking sucks. It's, it's, it does, it does the police no favor whatsoever. All it does is get me upset and riled up. I barely watch the news and I should, I should, but the problem with the news nowadays is it's not news. They just, they feed me this, this shit that they want me to be interested in, but they don't really tell me anything. They don't, they don't actually feed me knowledge of, of what's going on around me, uh, locally, statewide, federally, in the world. It's almost like I got to go watch fucking BBC or, or Al Jazeera fucking TV to actually get information of what's happening in this world, because you're not going to yeah. get it on, on local sources. That's a, even that's Fo- a... Fox, CNN, MSNBC. They're all the same. And yeah. they just shit on each other all the time. It's ridiculous. Yeah. That's a, that was going to be a, a parlay question is when you guys hear about something, where do you go? What's your process for trying to determine reality? as best as you can if you hear something happen what's your process how do you be like all right let me let me see what's going on with this you know and you and i have covered enough news articles to know oh my gosh that's not that's not always the story at all the story anybody can write something online at this point so yeah and usually not the the full story so i mean if you want me to start i'll just just real quick yeah, yeah i mean what i what i do if, if if an incident comes out and i'm i'm actually interested in it i will immediately start looking for the full video footage of it uh but but generally that's almost impossible to find so what i usually do is i just i wait I mean, it's it, you can only look up so much um, initial information uh, for one side or the other. Most of what I do is is do the waiting game. I do the long game because you know I, I want to know all the information before I just react react to it. And you know we've had to do that at, at times too. And I did that with, and I got a lot of shit for the whole George Floyd thing because I said, <laughs> me honestly, too, because. <laughs> I mean, but but I have I had police officers, law enforcement personnel, like motherfucking me and everything else because all I said was, "Hold on, let's wait to see the whole video. Let's wait to see what's going on," because we are a society. No, fuck that. We are fucking professionals, who who, if above all people are supposed to say that this person is innocent until proven guilty. And I don't have to necessarily say in the court of law, but holy shit, we law enforcement personnel can't even do that anymore. You can't even sit and wait a few moments without tearing out, tearing your, your fucking clothes and screaming like a fucking blue haired fucking monster. It makes no sense to me. (laughs) <laughs> so when I got shit for that, I was just like, this is fuck all of that. It's, it's just absolutely ridiculous because I said and I said, I, I don't care whether he's these guys are innocent or, or or guilty. I don't fucking care. I have no stake in the game. It didn't matter to me. But the yeah. reality was that there are still lives uh, on the line here. There are there is families. There are there is a, a, a man who's dead. Um, and, and what we try to do immediately is, is dehumanize the guy, 
Um, and then the other side tries to dehumanize the police officers. This, the media's it, they've done their job at that point because yeah. I have fucking professionals, law enforcement professionals, tearing their fucking clothes, screaming to the moon about this. And you ought to be fucking ashamed of yourselves. Fucking ashamed. But that's just me sugarcoating. <laughs> Tell us what you really think, Dave. Right? Don't hold back, please. Well, what do you think? Where do you go to? Like I said, mine is, is time. What is what do you do? I try to piece it together the best that I can. It probably depends on what it is, right? If it's if it's a law enforcement related thing, I have traditionally gone right to the source as best I can, right? That's been an advantage that I've had with the the bike the cop thing, right? Like Yeah, for sure. I can pretty much I was always able to post Hey, if somebody's in this police department or whatever, totally anonymous, I got some questions, hit me up. I honestly never found myself in a situation where I didn't get an answer, right, from somebody. And um, I never, I never, you know, threw anybody under the bus, nothing like right, that. No, you never did. Um, always had direct conversations. And so, and I took, I took a lot of crap for that sometimes when people were like, well, how do you know? Yeah, and I'd be like, "Well, I talked to somebody who was there. That's you know, that's all I can tell you." Oh, how are we supposed to know that? Like, okay, I guess you don't. I guess you don't yeah. know that. You know, like, yeah. see, exactly. Uh, you, these people want to believe what they want to fucking believe, and when I call them fucking pieces of shit, then they're just gonna be like, "Well, Dave's a piece of shit." Well, I know I am, but you gotta fucking <laughs> at least own up to your own bullshit. At least you can sometimes. admit it. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's how I've always handled it with with the police side of things. And I've always said like, Hey, if, if I'm wrong, if there, if I'm missing something here, by all means, like I want to know what really happened. I'm not, I'm not here to pick one side or the other. I've been plenty critical of, of cops, you know, like, um, there's lots of situations where <laughs> yeah. I, I've been critical of cops and I could continue to be, I could, I could literally run what would, what could be perceived as an anti-cop channel. I could do a video a day on things you shouldn't do easily. Right. Uh, but anyway, and if it's a non-cop issue, I I definitely, definitely don't go to Fox or CNN. One hundred percent. No, I don't ridiculous. go to either either of those sources. I feel like both of them are blatantly slanted, and that's just not beneficial when it comes to getting well clear, unbiased information which is what Fox built itself on, right? Unbiased news, but whatever. So I try to I try to look at local sources as much as possible. So if I can, you know, like I live downriver, right? So the the News Herald is the local newspaper here. I try to go there and start tracking information down there versus what the what the nation is saying like because a lot of times by the time the national news gets something it, it had already been news locally what has changed what you know what is is there something different between what i'm seeing on the national media versus what's local you know i i learned just like you did probably every single time i was i was ever in the news or a case that i was associated with was ever in the news, print or video, there was something non-factual in it. There was something wrong in it. Yeah. And it was the dumb thing was it was re, it's it was probably more refined but it, but more inaccurate. 
Yes. That's how it usually so goes. I I go from I skip the national, try to go local where I can and look at any discrepancies there. That helps me understand maybe some things that are going on. And beyond that, I literally try to just I'll Google something and I look at as many sources as possible. Yeah, and too. then I try to look up counterpoints, especially if it's something that can be opinionated. I if if it's like why what is Joe Biden's economic policy helping with? I would Google that and see what somebody else said. And if there if there's objective data around that, I would be like, oh, well, actually, something that is going on actually is benefiting somebody, and here's how, right? Like, I'm o- I'm open to that. I just need to see it. So I, I just I try to just go to as many sources as possible, and I play detective. It's sad that there there is no one trusted source where you can no. go. You could even feel like eighty percent confident that you know what, eighty percent of the time what they're saying is just dead on. I I can't. I don't know of that source, so I have to play detective. And well, why after, is it that we go ahead after go ahead. the Michael Brown shooting happened? Uh, I I went to Ferguson, um, probably like a couple years later. Um, and it was completely different than what everybody had said. And we talked with a group of activists who were there protesting or whatever as part of like our nonprofit, uh, which was, I think it's, is it project humanized now? Is that what nonprofit? Yeah. Relentless defender foundation. Yeah. Yeah. So relentless defender, uh, back then humanizing the badge. We, we went there and the people were like, yeah, they just filmed like one corner of a block and made it our whole area look like chaos but it wasn't like that at all it was just like one small thing that happened mm-hmm. and it's nothing like what actually was going on so it was kind of eye-opening to me to see that firsthand well do you like, think oh this is like completely different do you do you think that the um the dollar value of damages was incorrect then because that was actually reported by several news sources because um, you're saying like, hey, it was just one street or whatever. It, yeah, it was like but a like block, then they're like, like it was 150 area. million dollars in. I mean, who Europe. knows? I don't know the cost of buildings in St. Louis and in Ferguson. Like, right. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> but it it didn't seem as bad as it was made out to be to me. <clears throat> I mean, yeah. maybe there were assets inside. I mean, it was a couple years later, right? That ha- so. yeah, that had to be fixed but well another thing that came to light in a lot of these situations is especially like in ferguson is that protesters were bussed in they were funded and bussed in by people who had something political yeah. to gain from having yep. them there mm-hmm. so not not exactly the tale of the locals um expressing which is why like i said i go, I go to local news to see yeah. if there's quotes from people who are talking there on the ground and uh, indicators, if I can, to see what the difference is between what I'm being fed in mainstream mainstream media versus local media that is not as driven by bigger dollars. They're, the local newspaper is getting support from like, you know, ABC Mortgage down on Main Street. You right. know what I'm like, yeah. So there's not a lot of uh, motivation to be as biased in that sense. Not that it can't happen, obviously, but I'm just saying like that's why I, I go through that process when I can yeah. anyway. It does show that Ferguson had uh, about four point six million dollars in damage, seventeen businesses. Yeah, see, it wasn't that much when you think about it. 
I'm saying compared to $14 billion and 171 buildings leveled. The news does that with everything, though. You know, like, it's like the winter cyclone of 2023 is coming to last Last week was the Dome of Heat. The Dome of Heat. That's what we had last Wednesday in Michigan. We got a threatening threatening Dome of Heat. (laughs) So what are the questions we got? Tornado Valley is coming to visit Michigan. This summer, <laughs> I ha- I haven't seen any fresh ones uh, on t- topically uh, to to address. Although I'm happy to, if uh, the people in the chat want to drop something fresh for us to transition into, like funky fresh, funky fresh, funky fresh. Let's see the new name of the podcast beginning next week: Funky Fresh, <laughs> the Febreze Brothers. <laughs> That's what we should do for Halloween this year. We should all dress as a different Febreze can. Brooke and I figured out what we're going to be dressing as for Halloween. Hold on a second. This makes me ask Dave a personal question because are are you are you and Joyce like have you guys ever done like the dress up Halloween parties? Like, were you in that scene at all ever? No, but I had always wanted to be. I think that I kind of want to do that too. And yeah. Uh Sherry and I did an ugly sweater party one time and Those are fun. We did we did I think the one year that Josiah 3D printed his whole Mandalorian costume. Yeah. I think we did a we did a Halloween party at the house, I right? I hate how you say that. That's Halloween, the way it's pronounced. Oh, Halloween. It's not Halloween. Hollow. It's Halloween. It's, it's a word that has a clear pronunciation. It's hallowed. <laughs> Halloween. Hallowed ground. You ha- Do you go to hallowed ground? Do you stand on hallowed grounds? That's like I, what? I, I call it <laughs> Halloween because I'm too lazy to say Halloween. It's Halloween. That's the right way to say it. Yeah, you sound like a Canadian. This isn't an envelope-envelope <laughs> situation. This is a right or wrong. You okay. sound like a Canadian. <laughs> next, next thing you know, he's going to be saying against. That's when I things. caught COVID. When Andy gave me COVID, damn it. <laughs> Way to call him out on that. It. was at our Halloween party, Andy. Ooh, <laughs> oh, yeah. Hey, I dressed up like Peter Parker for that. That was fun. But yeah, I mean, that was my, my th- like, I always wanted to, like, have an awesome costume and go do, like, a Halloween party. Yeah, I've always wanted to do that for sure. So, yeah, I, I think it why. sounds, it sounds fun, man. It sounds yeah, fun. It I used does. to think it's cheesy, but now I don't know. Maybe it is because I'm getting older. I'm like, you know what? That sounds fun. Yeah. Get over yourselves. You know what? Get over yourselves. Brooke and have I, some fun. Dress yep. up. Have some fun. Brooke and That's I are right, going to be the uh, Nacho Libre and the Nun from Nacho Libre. But I'm gonna <laughs> Why have it. you not been baptized? But I I'm love that movie. I'm going to be the Nun and she's going to be Nacho Libre. <laughs> <laughs> That's oh, our man. plan. That's your secret way to be a, express your trans self. Yeah, to be oh, red. Oh, my knees. goodness. Don't dude, Nacho Libre is so underrated. It's like it's so, so good. good, dude. Yeah. I like um, it a lot. Yeah, this is an interesting question. I'm not sure if there's enough time to answer that. Uh, what was your guy's most harrowing day when you were doing uh, the law enforcement jobber? That's <laughs> jabber. I mean, that's, that's a that's, man that can get talk more about quick. talk about needing therapy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, in- that's interesting. Remember when I went on failure to stop and I, you guys were talking about you, somebody asked something like that. And I, I like 
told them one of one of many stories and you guys are like Dude, what the fuck is your problem? Like, no, you said like, no. You said it wasn't this. meant to be like a downer, like story or something. No, like that. no, you got angry because you're like, I'm so sick of this question. You're like, what do you want me to talk about? All the dead babies that have strangled themselves, like, like went off on like some huge. Oh my rant. god, that's I. Yeah, it was something like that. <laughs> it was and I something talked crazy. About the, the female who had been raped and her yeah, nipples yeah. were bitten off, and there was a stick. Jam, you finish yeah. the story and then like it's just cricket sounds. Yeah, like, that's exactly know, what was, happened. <laughs> it was so uncomfortable. I was like, oh, in man. other news, Detroit has a great dome of heat over it. <laughs> the Pineapple <laughs> Express. Oh I actually looked up different weather terms. Thunder snow. Atmospheric <laughs> so river. <laughs> weather bomb. Oh my god. That's oh my god. <laughs> Anyway, so what would be your one of your most harrowing? You didn't say bad, but a harrowing. <sighs> Let me. I, I want to look up the definition here. <laughs> you want to make oh sure you God. answer it correctly. Well, yeah, I do. Uh, acu- adjective, acutely distressing. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'll. You know what? I think I'm gonna, more of an action harrowing, like ooh, uh, you know. I just found the greatest thing ever. What is it? <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> Hold on. I'm adding it. Can you go. see he that? Likes to go off topic. It's a blank screen. Yeah, I can see it. It is a total blank screen. <laughs> <laughs> what is this? How <laughs> so to say Halloween? Halloween. Halloween. <laughs> I was Halloween. trying to prove you wrong, but then I found this. It's, it's Halloween. Like, <laughs> He's right. <laughs> He's right. Uh, I, the, I'll tell you the reason I hate this question. The reason I hate this question is not because I have a problem talking about anything. The reason I hate this question is because I, I feel like it's like a Rolodex. There's things, it's just like, I, I don't know. It's like almost all overwhelming because you're like, well, I don't know. There's all sorts of That's like, name your things. breakfast you had last month. It's No, uh, it's actually more like, um, it's like it's like putting some, what do they say? Like, uh, you know, hey, sell me a car or whatever. And, the, you know, in the, you find out the guy's a comedian and say, okay, well then make make me laugh. Like, like when you get put on the spot for a certain things, it's really yes. tough to come up yeah, with, yeah, yeah. with something, you know, d- despite it being part of your job and part of your life for a while, it's like not easy to just switch gears and go, oh, yeah, oh, this is, you know. Um, and then when you do talk about it, it's just like, I don't know, it's just a weird experience talking about it and reliving it without any, for 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 morbid curiosity more so than education you yeah, know if yeah. that makes any sense and i'm not we're not shitting on the question i think no, it's a very interesting question i but res- but i respect officer, the fact that people ask it yeah it's- yeah i mean the, people are are curious you know we, we're all curious i mean but you'll never like as as a, a I just would never ask like Mike. I, w- I probably would never go, Mike. What was your like most harrowing day? And you would never ask me, right? Like it's just like ah, you know, we just it's not something you really talk about. But people, how many people have you killed with your duty weapon? People have asked me that. You know, you know, have you ever killed anyone or you know things of that like that? It's really kind of a tough. It's t- it's a tough question because 
if I retell a story and it could be any kinds of kind of story, I could tell you a humor story. I could tell you a really sad story. Uh, I could tell you a really hard story uh, that it took, you know, for me to get through uh, for things that have happened on the job. But in the end, if we're not learning, if we're not learning from, it, if it's just morbid curiosity, then you'd have to catch me when I've been drinking. If that makes any sense, you know what I mean? Yeah. Where I'm a little more loose lipped, but it's not a bad question. I, I promise you, I, I'm not, I'm not trying to shit on you that. I'll, I think it's, it's a good question. I, it's a valid question. A lot of people have these things because yeah. it's kind of like, it, it, it kind of gives you an overall idea of what police officers go through on a day-to-day -day basis, but it's really tough to answer sometimes, you know? Yeah, I agree. It's interesting because you would think that with the audience that I built and the channels and stuff that I would do more stories about, what I did, but I chose to like take real life experiences and turn them into skits <laughs> instead of, <laughs> instead of like actually just like sitting down and doing story time where I'm like yeah. walking people through and like, or doing actor portrayals, you know, like I should do that. Like I, I could probably, I could probably revitalize my, my channel if I just started like jotting down all these stories or whatever. But, um, Elijah, make a note of that, I guess. <laughs> We could just turn um, that you can't make this stuff up into a sketch show. Yeah, I'll, I'll indulge this one, though, as something that I don't know if it fits the harrowing description, but something where my heart absolutely sank in in the moment of a, of a crazy stressful situation. So um, the call was essentially that a man was attacking people with a knife. Okay, I. I at this apartment complex. This apartment complex is very large. So we're not talking like two or three buildings. We're talking like a hundred, right? Mm -hmm. Like a lot of buildings. So we, as we were pulling into the entrance of the complex, there was a car that flags us down. Well, the car has at least one victim that had been attacked with a knife. And so we ascertain that it's this lady's son who has gone berserk, chased her, attacked her with a knife, and then like poured bleach on her. Like, <laughs> so he's gone, he's gone batshit crazy. So, okay, where did this happen, right? So let's just say that the address that it really happened at was 1821 Maine. When under stress, she said 1281 Maine. Makes sense, right? So we call for the ambulance. We say the, so there's like two cars of us and we were in two man cars. So four of us are now going to go in two cars and we say, let's get an ambulance headed to here to treat her. And then the next car to arrive stop and talk to her, blah, blah, blah. Let's go to this situation. So we go to the the address that she said and bang on the door. We Nobody's saying anything, but we hear people inside. So we boot this door, right? This is what's called exigent circumstances, by the way, people. Uh, we boot this door and we go in, guns blazing as it were, and I say we F.A. everybody. That means felon it's felonious assault. I don't know if ever, everybody calls it that. In Michigan, if you say, like, you F.A.'d somebody, you pointed a gun or a weapon at them. So 
we're yelling commands at these people. I remember like somebody's coming up like this balcony because it was a two-story apartment. They're coming up with the stairs and like the looks on their faces were like pretty priceless in hindsight. And they were, they actually complied. Everything was good. But then we realized at that moment that the address that the lady under stress had given us was wrong. We went to the one she said, but it was inverted. And my heart was like, like if your stomach could sink, it couldn't have gone any lower because I was like, first of all, I just terrorized this family for absolutely no freaking reason. Right. Second of all, whoever is attacking someone with a knife is still doing it. (laughs) And I'm not dealing with that situation, right? So then uh, it turns out it was like very close to each other. We exited there and then we hear some commotion. So we go toward the commotion and here's a guy literally running after people with a knife uh, in this grassy area. So we were able to uh, tase him and and no no deadly force was used other than <laughs> pointing a gun. But we tased him, take him into custody. Dude was on something, whatever, just wild. So that was a harrowing day, if it were, to be close to that, I guess. Cause, yeah. <laughs> so that, that was one example that just... It's, that's the one that popped into my head when I thought, what's harrowing, I guess? Like, yeah, yeah. There you go. <laughs> so you're welcome. There's my story. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Paul said that uh, that we should lighten up because he was in the Gulf War and they were shooting Sams at him. So uh, he was the one who originally asked that question. I feel like his feelings may have been hurt. Oh, hopefully so, it didn't hurt your feelings. Uh, yeah. yeah. I, no one's shot a Sam at me, so you win. Yeah, you win. There. Is that good? <laughs> I, I'm not. I don't know what to do about that. I, I I'll lighten up for you. I I was giving you my my opinion on that question. Uh, it wasn't about lighting up, lightening up or not. You're asking me a personal question about my one of the most harrowing times of my entire life, and you expect me to deliver every single thing again. that I have light uh, lighthearted. So yeah, that really make, makes a lot of sense. So I'll I, I'll lighten up on that one. I thought I was actually being pretty light on that one, especially with the question that you asked. So there, yeah, that's all I'm gonna say. Don't please that's don't it. get Dave started. <laughs> Look, Paul, hey, I think Paul I mean, W might be a, a little bit like tr- not trolling, but like I think he's tongue in cheek because he's like his take. I know he's one of our, like he's always on and abuse. everything it's else. Sad. So yeah, yeah. So I think he's on our side. I, I get it though. <laughs> no, I know he's on our side, but, you know. Uh-oh, they're all telling me to lighten up. I told you, I'm light now. I feel a lot lighter. <laughs> I feel so much lighter. <laughs> I feel so much lighter. <laughs> yeah. Uh, topically. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say topically. Like, those are like, that. that's a little bit Q&A, right? And, uh, but if there if is there a topic like the topic of talking about the change in policing over time that we saw um is there any other topics that are <laughs> do you pop <pawpaw>? off <laughs> oh is that is that what you're going to be called is that what what you decided what's that oh with me? your grandbaby no is it no, no it's, what was it going to be no, i don't i i don't know <laughs> i i i don't plan on talking to my grandchildren so <laughs> i don't have to address them That'll save you a lot of money on Christmas. Right? A lot of time. Like, I can actually have a lot more free time if I'm not hanging out with them. That's for sure. <laughs> Joyce. Oh, Joyce says, no, Papa. 
Papa? So I she, was trying to look up how to say grandfather me. in Korean. Uh, how many no, is, is going to be Joyce? I'm a white. So doesn't matter. Yeah. You can appropriate. Because I'm a white. No, it's going to be like granddaddy or something like that, you know? Pappy? Something rednecky. Yeah, pop pop. No, no. <laughs> uh, they, you guys had a pop pop, but it was adopted. It was they wasn't like blood rela- uh, relations, but it was they were like an adopted <laughs> pop, set of grandparents. Pop pop, pop and Grammy. <laughs> and then, uh, what? What did you? What? What was yours growing up? Mine was on my mom's side was nanny and papa, and on my dad's side was granny and gramps. Uh, for for me, uh, on my mom's side, it was uh, Grandpa Harold, and it was uh, Grandma Vera, but we never talked to Grandma Vera. Grandma Vera was a very, very, like, stern, strict lady. It was very, not, like, very social. So, uh, and then on my dad's side, it was Granny and Grandpa. That's it. Nothing, nothing super fancy. Nana and Paul on my dad's side, and... Uh, Grammy and Pippi on my mom's side, which um, eventually became just Pip. Or yeah, know, I like Pa. Bitches, I think Pa is really is... nice. It's easy. Pa. Yep. Yeah. Pa. That's it. what everybody calls. It always makes me think of him. Little House in the Prairie and the kids yeah, calling right? their dad Pa. Yep. Hadabuji is uh, the the Hadabuji. The, the the yeah the grandpa in in Korean. In this South Korean, not North Korean, guys. Let's keep it keep it straight. My wife wants to know when there is going to be a shirtless show. Apparently, we have some sex symbols on screen. This man, first of all, get your wife in check. Get her to make you dinner while you watch. Please yeah. right. don't do it. Oh my god! Thank it's you gonna for be a real heat dome on a YouTube Live. You want to talk about Shine Man ninety nine? You saw when Mike started lifting his shirt. How white it was! If you have a white screen on your fucking computer, I bet it outshined that white ah, screen. Ah, didn't it? I would look like Elon Musk getting on his yacht, baby. Oh my god! Oh. And you can see this is how I tan. I tan like a redhead because I—that's my family is uh, is full of red. I was—I didn't have my brother and I didn't have red hair. We were the only ones in my whole fucking family that did not have red hair. So insane and then, so that now i of course this is how i tan i tan like a redhead which is just burning really so this is me shirtless there it is <laughs> very very similar to elon <laughs> you were whiter than that no you're oh you're talking about his collar is that go powder? back yeah go back and powder. show his collar <laughs> Go back on that picture. I want to say the, that again. Yeah. Oh, the it co- was your, it was the collar, not this. <laughs> <laughs> oh That's my funny. gosh! Car Wash Channel. Thank you, man. That awesome. Love that. Oh, that's hilarious. What the heck? Still a matter. I retract my first question and double down on Shyman's 99's wife's cause. This is getting out of hand. What's going on? The car wash. I appreciate you guys taking the time to answer I gotta my question. I got to lose 20 more appreciate pounds, this and I'll do that. Yeah, we do. Apparently, yeah, though, apparently Elon is getting in shape because this this oh, MMA yeah, match this with Zuck fight. and both of them are uh, <laughs> request, requested a tan. I'm starting to think that this is just you and you don't have a wife. So <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's the more likely. What, what that, would, that would explain in. the username, wouldn't it? Shy man. Ninety <laughs> nine. <laughs> 
He just she starts leaving out the wife and just putting we instead. We requested a tanning bed. It's like people who share so a Facebook good. account. Listen, if you send me a tanning bed for us to use, I will use it and do a shirtless show with my fresh tan. You just got to send me at your expense. The tanning bed. Oh my gosh! <laughs> and I will use it and go shirtless. We could put it. Tell you. We could put it in my dungeon. Yes, oh. right down there, right by. I'll uh, set it right by Elijah's it water live. line. I'll just yeah. be laying in the background, just in the tanning, tanning with bed. your little uh, tan gog- the tan you goggles on and everything. Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Good lord. Yes, indeed. Ugh. Actually, I really like this Q and A session. Um, and if, if you felt like I got a little bit, uh, <laughs> had to lighten up a little bit, I do not apologize. But uh, if you're going to ask the questions, you're going to get the, the real answers. You know, that's just how Joyce, that goes. are you talking? She says we need to have a self-tanner company sponsor us. You mean, by oh self-tanner, God, right? do you mean like the spray? Yes. Or like, the, is there the like a lotion Liquid, or like you rub it, the bronzing stuff or whatever? Like we're uh, hairless uh, bodybuilders? Yeah. Hey, she I'm wants into that. that job. I'm getting down to two percent body fat for that show. She wants to be the applicator. <laughs> yeah, she does. <laughs> the diversity Man's team, new applicator. Nobody puts nobody puts bronzing on me like the diversity team does. <laughs> oh, how many? Yeah. yeah, but it's not even going to show here. All right. <laughs> That's true. I never did film an episode from the ghost bed. We yeah. could do that. Yeah, I've I'm got not one. Do, I'm not going to do that. Okay. Well, I'll do it. I'll do it next week. I'll just bring my ghost bed down into the basement, or just I can just do it. That's a lot of work. I'll just put my laptop up there. Do it right in my bed. Nah. He said he's gonna do it right on his bed. That's funny. Yep. Well, guys, uh, it's been fun hanging out with you. Maybe we'll we'll consider doing these uh, live topic dives uh, in the future again. But tonight it was fun. My bourbon is gone, which means I am out of patience for you guys. So we are <laughs> And yeah, if you have not subscribed when you see this to the channel, do so. If you have not liked the video, do so. If you're not dropped a comment, do that. Go like, go follow, go do all the things if you love us. So we love you. Unless you ask us the wrong questions, then we hate you. And Dave kills you. <laughs> Come on. Bye. All right, later. <laughs>